What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. I got to tell you, we, we originally uh, had planned to have this awesome trio around the dining room table today <laughs> called the Three of Hearts uh, with Kim McLean and Eve Sellis and Randy Driscoll. They're amazing together, but also separately, they're just amazing artists and songwriters. And um, things happen, you know, life happens, and we're going to do it. I swear. We are definitely going to have Three of Hearts. You better believe it. We can't wait. <laughs> but Randy Driscoll is here. <laughs> one heart. You get one heart. I get one heart. Oh, my you God. You get a third. <laughs> That's the only thing you you need is one heart, right? And it helps that we're neighbors, so it does. <laughs> it's You're... easy for me to get over here in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you, though. God bless Thanks you. For, yeah, thank uh, you for coming over. No, the girls have so much. Uh, my sister hearts have so much going on right now. Busy they time do. for them, yeah. and I know that they're looking forward to it. And I'm not quite sure that you're ready for when the three of us get together. I mean, you're going to uh, need... Do you have a three-hour podcast <laughs> schedule? Because we, we like to talk, and we like to sing, and we like to be together and laugh, so... I'll tell you together. what, that would be fine with me. <laughs> That's the nice thing about podcasts. I don't worry about time i, know, I, I really know. don't no we can't wait to can't wait to be with you but i'm happy to be here today it's so well, good to you. see you Dave you have Dan. got so much going on randy let me tell you about randy uh, it is it's been two years now since your first appearance on this show can you believe that no it was november of 2021 no. we, you, wow. it was yeah and i was listening to that i was out for a walk and i was listening to that podcast and i'm like i gotta have randy back on Got to, because she's doing so many things. Now, Randy is an award-winning singer-songwriter, performs all over the world. I mean, everywhere. Uh, in fact, this weekend, big show that we're going to talk about in New York City. We're uh, we're recording this, I should tell you, uh, the first week in October uh, for a November release. So uh, that will have happened by the time that this mm-hmm. publishes. But it won't stop us from talking about it, because it's a big deal. Uh, she's an actress. Uh, she hosts... Uh, the very popular Randy's Revival. You got your hat on today. The rag. I've got a Randy's Revival hat. I love wearing that thing. I love it too. Uh, at the Cambria Hotel, which yes. is on Eighth Avenue in downtown Nashville. If you're here, uh, they should, it's, it's two two Mondays a month, right? Yes, second and fourth Monday. Yep. Second and fourth. Yep. So if you're yep. in town, that is really the. I think it's the classiest, best. I'm a little oh. biased. Uh, you know, writers round in in all of Nashville. Thank you. you just. You just stack the talent in there, girl. We're I'm really lucky. Um, we just have you know incredible talent. You've been so lovely to bless us with your um, oh, talent and bringing time. in your rounds for us too with your friends. Um, but yeah, the stage is always filled. What I like to say it's is there's so stage. much talent 
in Nashville, you know, and there's just, I mean, there's so much music from the moment you step off the plane. You're just like hearing incredible music and no one can believe the talent, right? But right. what I try to do on top of that is a couple things. I try to bring a lot of diversity to the night. Um, so a lot of people come here and think, well, is it just going to be country music I'm going to hear? And and you know, you very well mm. know that it's, it's not just city. country here. And yeah. <laughs> it's everything. So I try mm. to do that. Um, and then I always say that I'm super blessed because I get to bring a lot of people with great hearts. Their hearts match their talent. And I, I think that's really true. And I think it resonates with the audience it does. because the comments that we get are, you know, we came in, we didn't know what we were coming to and we stayed because we love the music. We love the stories behind the song, which, you know, is so much of it. Mm-hmm. And then they just love seeing this camaraderie and feeling the vibrations of like love, love for music, love for humanity coming out from the stage. And I'm really building on that um, because oh, yes, I think it's are. really special. So it is. And I love how occasionally, you know, people will join you on stage. <laughs> it's just awesome. And sing. <laughs> it's just so, awesome. Wow. I know. Amazing. I say I'm sort of like in a secret life. I'm a casting director because <laughs> you've been there for some of the nights where I will sort of oh. see someone in the audience that I know has a particular talent and there might be someone else there and, oh, this person plays guitar, this place, you know, person really shreds. Wow, the vocals on this. Could you get on stage for a second? Yes. Could I put you two together for a minute? You've never met, but could you sing something? Oh and my. it's those magical moments that people love because they can't, they sort of can't believe. You were there the night that um, Char I and Lily... I was just thinking about that. Char, it was Lily? Yes. Oh Lily my. from Smoking Nights and Char were both there, both of them playing separately. And I had them come up to sort of do like a finale. Had and never was, sung before. Had never sung together, but I know them both and I know both of their, their vocals. And I just thought in my mind if they'd go for this. Well, there was a guy there that night. He wound up tipping uh, tipping them, I think pretty well. But he but he came up to me. He was really aggravated afterwards. And he said, okay, I want to say something. He goes, that was wonderful. Uh, that was, I mean, those two can sing. Phenomenal talent. He said, but I'm, I'm sure that that was rehearsed. There's no way. I said, no, sir, I'm telling you, they've never met till this evening. He said, I don't believe you. I said, I'm, and so I brought them over and they admitted, yeah. no, this is, this They hadn't happened. really met. They'd they never, had not met. No. <laughs> so it was those kind of nights where people just jump up, people huh. feel comfortable. I have people that come in from out of town and they'll say, you know, I'm here for a few days. Could I, maybe, could I get up? I'll say, come on up, do something. And it's just a chance for people to experience new talent and, mm. you know, make community. You understand sure. from hosting these yourself that it's, yeah. it, a lot of it's a about um, you know just finding your people, finding your crew, and it's something it that really I'm is. and I'm very thrilled to to be doing it in that beautiful space. And I don't uh, know about you, but what I've learned too, if I got talent in that room that came by, yeah, you know, and they weren't scheduled to play, yeah. but they're there, yeah. I got to take advantage. I do of too. It. I do too. Up, I try to up. grab them. Yeah, and if yeah. and I, you know, if they really don't want to, I understand. Sometimes you do just kind of sure. want to be a listener, right? But if they have any inkling to get up on stage, I usually leave my seat and I uh-huh. let them come on up. So yeah, it's super up. cool. Yeah. yeah, we had that with the lead singer of Survivor. Incredible. Uh, a young guy in there, uh, Cameron Barton. We had him on the podcast. Amazing. Do you want to sing a song? Yeah, it's awesome. Well, there you go. That's Music City. And it's fun and it's it's good for everyone. It's good. And, you know, my um, writer's night is is special in that it is another another night that's in a hotel, right? So a lot of the people are tourists and they're coming in from all over Mm -hmm. and they don't know what they're going to see. But, man, those moments blow them away. They just kind of can't believe it. There's nothing like live music. There's nothing like it. There really isn't. And you've met people from all over the world. All doing over the that. world, yes. Yeah. And people come back. We have a crew of um, uh, flight attendants now. Do you? Yes, they come all the... Because I finally 
recognized them after a few nights and I just went over to the table. I said, I know, I know you've been here before. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we're flight attendants and we always make sure that we stop and we're at this hotel on this night. I just thought that Isn't was awesome. That yes. If we're your layover, that's pretty awesome. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so you got a real loyal following yeah, there. That's a great cool. night. It really is. Randy's Revival. Yes. And uh, yeah. Cambria Hotel. True Music Room. True Second music and fourth room. Monday. Come on down. It's on the fifth floor. I it do. is. Remember, yeah. yeah. Beautiful room. Yeah. I love doing that. It's one of my favorite ones to play. Love that room. Love the people and the vibes that you bring in. And Randy, you you are very much a part of that. You you come in and you sing a song or two and uh, sing along with us, which we yeah. just love. Yeah. <laughs> Thank You're just you. an amazing performer. It. Thank you. I have to tell you, this weekend, we were uh, flipping around trying to find a movie to watch, and we came across... Um, the Matthew Shepard story. And I knew that you were very involved in the life, uh, in his foundation. Yes. So I thought, you know, I am, you know, I've heard about Matthew Shepard and a little bit about what he went through, but I thought, I'm going to watch this because I want to find out more. Mm. And we watched it and we went through about a, a half a box of Kleenex, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. A very touching story. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the very end of this movie, while they're all in the credits, along mm-hmm. comes Randy Driscoll with this wonderful song that you wrote mm-hmm. called What Matters. And so I wanted to, that was one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about yes. uh, on this podcast today. So tell me about that song and how you got involved with the Matthew Shepard Foundation. Yeah. And you may want to f- tell the story. Folks are not it's are not familiar. It's very true. Well, it's coming up on um, this October is the 25th anniversary. It's hard to believe. It's incredibly hard to believe for many reasons yeah. um, of Matthew's passing, and um, yeah, the film that you saw was the the one of the many um, Matthew Shepard stories. But this yeah. one was the film that was done with Stocker Channing, right? Um, Sam playing, Larson. yep, yeah, yep, playing uh, Matt's mom and dad, and um, tremendous actors. Yeah, it, it, so the, so what happened with Matthew Shepard is in 1998, Matt was killed in a hate crime that happened um, in Wyoming, and Matt was killed um, because of who he chose to love and mm-hmm. um, and the way that he loved, and um, he was uh, brutally murdered. It was brutal. Um, and I think it's important to mention that um, it's 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 not to sort of focus on you know the violence of the crime, but but also there's no use in sugarcoating what happened. It's no. just another way that we they tied him to a fence. Yes, yes, left the him. crap out of him. Yes. Um, so and it was two young men that that perpetrated the crime, which is even sadder when you really think about it. Um, yeah, it, really it was violent. It was it was awful, and it and it eventually took his life several days later in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a gay biased hate crime. Yeah. That happened, and um, at the time, you know, a, a young songwriter uh, living in San Diego, California, just sort of finding my craft and figuring out, you know, I mean, it was like barefoot hippie playing in coffee shops at the time, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, uh, f- writing about whatever was on my mind. I saw this story on the news, I saw it on the TV, and I remember specifically seeing Judy and Dennis outside in the rain um, holding an umbrella. And um, his mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Judy and Dennis Shepard. And I just remember thinking, this is horrifying, and I couldn't believe that this had happened. I, could, I just, it was, uh, it was shocking and and scary and sad to me, and all of the emotions that you run through, mm-hmm. and I and and seeing a young person, you know, another young person, be murdered for something senseless like this. That violence, you know, wasn't just about hate speech, but this was about an act of violence. And that was before um, any hate. 
laws hit the book. Well, yeah. Hate crime Correct. laws. Correct. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. yeah. And that's an important part of the whole story. Yes. So no. And so, um, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I ran into my, my bedroom. I ran into my key, you know, where my keyboard was. And I thought, okay, so I'm, I'm feeling something. I will turn this into song. It's a form of self therapy, self soothing. And I also thought at the time, you know, I want to send them a condolence card. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put this on a little tape. I'll let them know. And so mm-hmm. this often happens with songs as you, yeah. you can attest to. 45 okay. minutes later, a song came out, which, oh um, you know, I'm sure was from a higher power as well. And um, it was a song not so much about Matt's death, but I always say that I really think it was a, a song about his life, a song about unconditional love, and a song about his parents um, and just their family. And it was called What Matters. It really, the, the lyrics of the song really focus on um, how we are so much more alike than we are different, right? And all right. of the things that just make us part of the human race. And it seems so simple, and yet I'm not sure why it isn't. And um, so it was really, that was sort of going to be the end of the story with this song, is that I would just send it to them. I didn't know them at the time. A lot of people wonder if maybe we'd met. We had not met at all. And a few nights later, I was performing at a coffee shop in San Diego. And just out of nowhere, I closed my eyes, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to play this song. I'm going to just say a few words about Matt. And maybe people have seen it on the news. Maybe they know what happened to this young man, and I'm going to sing this song. And I did. Mm-hmm. And when I opened my eyes, I, I was I had my eyes closed because I couldn't remember the lyrics. And when mm-hmm. I opened my eyes, all of these people had come into this little area in like a Borders, you know, Borders music yeah. and coffee shop. And, and they were holding one another, and they were crying. And it was very, very apparent to me that Matt's story had crossed you know, divides and people were all grieving this senseless death. And I, I like to say, you know, I'm keenly aware that this was not the first hate crime. Unfortunately, it's also not been the last, but, but it was gaining a lot of attention and people were outraged and and horrified and saddened at this kind of hatred and that it could take a young life like this. And there was a woman in the crowd. Her name was Dana Leewood. She came up to me and she said, I, I truly think you should record this song. Can you record it? Will you record it? And I said, no, 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 no. This is private. This is. She said, no, 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 please think about it. And she kept calling and calling and calling. And she was leaving messages for me. And finally she said, I have studio time. I, I won some studio time. She was a songwriter herself. She said, I want to give wow. it to you. So I thought wow. about it. And I said, okay, how can we do this? And I said, well, maybe if we can release it as a benefit single. Sort of like, you know, we are the world it. And sort of like make the you know it a charity the thing i wonder if there's any way we can do that we recorded it the musicians donated their time i sang the track um and we released it on a little benefit cd and what i i really it's marvelous and miraculous and crazy telling the story now because this was at a time 25 years ago when you could record a song on a single and sell that little cd and we sold that little cd out of the trunk of my car out i mean we sold it everywhere um for you know ten dollars five dollars on subways at festivals at colleges i mean you name it and um you know with the the intention being that all the money would go to a foundation started by judy and dennis the matthew shepherd foundation started in matt's name Mm -hmm. at that time um i did write a letter to the shepherds and i did include the song and judy asked me if i would be willing to come out and meet with her um easter uh the following years like 1999 we met on easter sunday were they still being in wyoming at the time they uh, have always lived in Wyoming. Yeah. They've never left. Well, and yes, yes. They, in the movie, they yes. were living in Saudi Arabia. For yes. A while. Oh well, well, that's but true. No, they, no, 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 no. That's true. But yes, they okay. they're home. They're home based. Correct. Always is, been is, but yes, okay. always. Okay. Um, and yes, they have lived overseas. Absolutely. Um, 
And that's where, where they were living at the mm-hmm. time that Matthew was killed. Um, okay, so you fly out to Wyoming uh, to meet so them? So I fly out to Wyoming. Yeah. I meet them on Easter Sunday. Oh. It was during the beginning trial, uh, one of the trials for one of the two young men. Oh, boy. Um, and, Which that movie really um, focused in on that trial. Well, yeah, and you know there have been several movies, and I'm wondering were the angels in that movie? Did yes. angel action get represented yes. right? So I was actually there that day. We saw them walking you were down there the street that day. when the angel. Yeah, I was in a car. I was in a parked car, and Kathy Renna, who was uh, at the time uh, doing a lot of, uh, she was PR for the foundation, and she's a dear, dear friend of ours, and she's actually part of the reason I got to meet with Judy and have moments with her. But wow. she told us about this, and she was trying to explain it that there's going to be this these group of organizers there, and they're going to be very angry, and and they're going to say some very hateful things and they're going to be holding up these terrible signs oh, that say did. horrible <laughs> things but on the other side there's going to be this group of angels and they're going to have these enormous wings and they're going to make a circle and I'm thinking this sounds crazy and wouldn't you know we were sitting in the car and we saw the angels walking down they did um, that, that so happened. well yeah. in the movie and they it's tr- really it's, yeah it's depicted in a lot of uh, different mm. things they talk about it in the Laramie Project so oh. um, so I met with Judy and and we listened to the song and um, uh, you know later they 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 endorsed it uh, uh, as far as, you know, it, it allowing it to be a benefit single for the foundation. And, and all of that started m- my journey with them. But in truth, what began was a dear friendship that started back then. Mm. I met met Judy and Dennis and, and, and Logan, Matt's uh Matt's brother, brother. Okay. and um, and, mm. and Marlo, Logan's partner. So it just it, it 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 when I talk about it now, it's so different because back then I had an idea of what this family was. I had a sense of who they were. I had a sense of Matt's um, love from his parents and their mm-hmm. bond as you know brothers and and they were father very and, close too. Right. So yeah. that's I had that sense. But now, yeah. <laughs> fast forwarding twenty five years later, when they're all yeah. my dear friends, it's like. Well, I was right. You know, they were every bit as loving and uh, wonderful and brave and funny mm-hmm. and, you know, um, caring. They're all the things. But but they were thrust in a position that no parent should were. ever be thrust into. Absolutely. And they took this tiny, tiny moment of grief and sorrow and they turned it into uh, a movement. They turned it into, I mean, this foundation that started just simply because their son had been killed and they were trying to figure out something to do has turned into a massive, massive movement due and Dennis are tireless. They speak every all over the world. They speak about hate speech. They speak about bullying. They speak about um, rights. They th- speak about social justice. They are the, one of the very, very important reasons that we have uh, the laws that you were just talking about mm. um, with the family of James Byrd. They were responsible for getting those hate crime hate crime legislation passed. That's wow. Judy and Dennis that did, did that. that. Yes, yes, wow. yes. And so they've never given up, and and they're still fighting the the good fight. Um, not a day goes by that. They're not doing it, you know, because of the love for their son. Um, but the, the thing that always has inspired me about them is that they're just truly, truly trying to make sure that what happened to their son doesn't happen to another child. And really, when I sort of peel back now that I'm a mother, you know, I wasn't a mm-hmm. mother when I did any of this. I just think of the idea that someone's bias or someone's hatred or bigotry or othering of another person for whatever reason to then uh, turn that into words, to then turn that into violence, to then turn that into murder, that is um, remarkable. It, yeah. It's 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 hard to fathom, and it, it is. is uh, it's just we have to. We, we th- when I first got with the foundation, they used to say all of the time, you know, hate is a, a learned behavior. You're not born hating. You don't. Mm-hmm. You're not born hating anyone. You learn it, and so it's time to unlearn it. Right? We have to not teach hate. And so that's just been, 
my politics aside, it seems to be back in fashion today. It is, and you know, and it's sad. Yes, and it's and that's the thing about still talking about Matt. You know, a lot of people. You're right. It's really true, Dave. A lot of people uh, don't know Matt's story. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, either because I think they it's been such a long time, which is part of the reason why I wanted to do this. Podcast. I know it is, and I was so. I have to be honest. I mean, I was so moved when you called and you said you wanted to talk about this because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and it, it, you'd think, well, it was 25 years ago. Are we really talking about this, and and. It's true. Many, 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 unfortunately, horrific crimes of hate have happened. Um, And I think that's the problem is that right now it does feel like there is a bubbling of hatred um, under the surface, over the surface, above the surface. And Mm -hmm. my thing that I've been saying on a lot of some of the interviews that I've been doing lately is I really find myself saying if it goes unchecked, that's a real problem. Mm -hmm. And the people that know that it's incorrect and the people that know that this is dangerous, this language is dangerous, that... Um, you know, not the, the people that are allowing it to happen have to start speaking up. We have to, in we whatever to. means, however that means, we have to speak up because it's a scary time right now, and we certainly don't want to go backwards and see don't. hatred take over. So. You know what? On the positive side, I always felt that music could be the thing that heals us, that brings us together. You know, I because it that always way has too. in the past. You know, I feel that way too. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you've got a mission in what you're doing, don't you? Yeah, um, we. I say sometimes that music has a way to um, to sort of speak to people when words can't, or yelling exactly. can't, or right. um, speaking at someone can't, because music can reach you on a soul level. And mm-hmm. I've been doing this uh, for a long time, and I've been mm-hmm. singing this song for a long time, and I have saved folders of letters from people who um, have heard the song, and they will. Um, even if something in them does not allow them to completely, like maybe they wouldn't write, um, you know, uh, I agree 100% with everything that you're saying. There's something about the song that will make them stop and think, or they will say, I choose love, you know, mm-hmm. like, like my girl, even Kimmer and I are always yeah. singing about that I choose to, to live on the side of love and I'm going to explore whatever that means. Mm. And, and I think that's something that music can do. It can reach people. And then I truly have had people who have heard the song and really had sort of a, an awareness where like, wait a minute, why am I hating other people? Why am I othering other people? Why am I yeah. uh, put, marginalizing? This makes, makes no sense. And I think there is something about music that sometimes wakes you up, wakes your senses up. I think so too. And I know that you're very, you have a deep emotion uh, to you. And that's what I think is what makes you an, an amazing uh, songwriter and performer. So I, I'm just picturing um, that 20, 25 years ago, that, that young lady who's playing in coffee shops, mm-hmm. uh, just so touched by this story that has to get out and let that emotion out. Mm-hmm. And it led to this wonderful song, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember how it started? Um, how the song started or mm-hmm. how I started writing the song. Yeah. Um, j- just going into my room and thinking that I wanted to capture the idea that we were all under the same yeah. moon, that we did were all under the same. Did you start along then? Or, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. I started doing a little bit of, um, of playing and, and trying to get the chords under it. And it came really, it came fast. It let's, was fast let's hear it. And then I want to talk more because it's 25 years later and there's exciting things happening with this yeah. song. So we're going to talk about, first, let's hear it, okay? Randy's yeah. got her uh, rolling piano here around the dining room table, or Duncan Fife. Yeah. And uh, this is Randy Driscoll, our guest on the Songwriter Connection. It's a great song. You were the brightest angel 
heaven had ever seen You walked in with a story to tell In ten thousand tongues to scream And you said Doesn't your heart beat the same as mine? Haven't I told you a thousand times isn't the air in my lungs the same air you breathe? So who cares whose arms I'm all wrapped up in? Who cares whose eyes I see myself in? Who cares who I dream of? Who cares who I Heaven help me for I am lost What a price my love did cost But here I am standing strong And I, I am free And didn't we share the same sunrise And sleep in the same moonlight Tell me, yes, isn't the blood in my veins the same blood you bleed? So who cares whose arms I'm all wrapped up in? Who cares whose eyes I see myself in? Who cares who I dream of? Who cares who I love? Song is what matters. It's an important song for us today. 
Uh, so much I want to say, but we're going to take a break. Let you dry your eyes a little bit. Randy Driscoll, the writer and performer of that song, is our guest on the podcast today. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Randy, it's such a, an amazing song, uh, What Matters. And um, there's nothing political in that song right there. That's just saying, you, I, what, what, to me, it's saying, no matter how different we are, no matter how far left or right or whatever, black and white and whatever, that there is something that we share in common, right? And and if we could concentrate and only come together on on what we have in common, right. does that other stuff matter? Right. No. What matters is that we're <laughs> right. all loved, right? Yes. And I know. And I know that that's exactly where my heart and my intention was when I was writing it. And I know that for a couple of reasons. I was really young, and so yeah. I was. I don't know that I had any um, subtext in my writing. I, I wrote it really quickly, and mm-hmm. I just wrote. The idea that you know we we breathe the same air, yeah. we 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 love the same way. We see someone through our eyes. We want someone looking back at us with love. We want to be embraced. We want to be held. We want we have parents. We have yes. that love us. We have um, friends that love us. And that's what that is ultimately what the song was about. That's why I, I titled it quickly. It was what matters. I felt like that was um, that was what I was trying to say. And and I, I still think that it's an important message today. And and it does feel like in some ways we're moving moving very far apart from that. And mm. I, I don't know why that's a whole other podcast, right? We could spend five really hours is. trying to figure that out. And, yeah. and I'm not sure that's my job to figure that out. I think my job is to just keep singing the truth that I, that I sing keep about. And, and, oh, um, yeah. not that it's a job, it's, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it, a passion. it's a passion. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm sad that, um, that people would even hear those lyrics and and think anything other than love coming out of them. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you never know. Absolutely. Now, 25 years later, mm-hmm. that song is coming back. It is. And you've got a big show. Now, we're like, I will say this again. We're, yeah. we're, we're taping in early October. Yeah, yeah. We're not releasing until uh, yeah. November the 8th. But yeah. this coming weekend, yes. you're back yes. in New York City, October right? October 8th. Yeah, we're doing a beautiful show um, on the stage at the Cutting Room, New York City, which is the wow. same stage that I filmed the original um, music video for What Matters. Which um, is out there. You can find yes, it. Yes, right? you can find it on YouTube. It's grainy. It's been a minute. It's, <laughs> we've really come a long way with our phones, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a full production. And man, when you look at it now. Wow. But it's, a, it's still a very... Very beautiful video and it and mm. it was done on the stage at the cutting room so we came back to the same place and we are doing a benefit concert um, I've done several over the years this is a very special one it's a we're looking back at 25 years and wow. um, we have some pretty phenomenal guests joining us we have um, uh, Broadway and cabaret artists from New York City Natalie wow. Douglas and Brian Nash will be joining us we have Jan Klaus who is a international pop star he's joining us wow. Josh Zuckerman who has um, he's a singer-songwriter from the area and he's phenomenal he's done things for us before for the foundation um, mm-hmm. We have some special guests. We have some actors uh, that are going to be reading some things. There's been lots of literature uh, written about Matt. There have been uh, fictional books and poems, collections of poems. There's, of mm-hmm. course, the Laramie Project, the play based on yeah. um, the passing of Matthew. We um, found out today confirmation that my friend Romaine... Um, 
who is uh, actually she's one of the characters in, in the, the Laramie movie. Project. Yes. Yeah, yes. Romaine will actually be at the show, and she's going to read a passage oh um, from the Laramie Project. Yeah, it'll be pretty fantastic. Um, Andrew, you know my husband Andrew. Yeah. Andrew's an actor. He's going to be reading some things, and um, Lena Rideout, who is a wonderful Broadway actress, will be doing some readings. There've been they've, so many things over the years have been collected. Uh, uh, Judy Shepard has a book out about her son, so people will do some readings, and then the performers will sing. I'll do a few songs, and of course, I'll uh, pretty. Sh- confident that I'll close the evening with what matters and 100% of the proceeds will go to the foundation so every dollar from the ticket sales and there'll be ways to donate and uh, people are asking me you know it's 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 um a look back at Matthew's life, his legacy, and then I like to say a look forward, you know? So the night will be about healing and about remembering and about Mm -hmm. paying respect, but also um, just coming together in a space to sing about, you know, the power of good. And the Mm -hmm. artists, all the artists that, um, they're friends of mine and they're people that I deeply respect, but the singers also um, themselves all do work for social justice. So I thought it was a good group to get together for this moment. So that's Sunday. Now, if people are listening to this in, in, Maybe touched by this story, yes. and, and they'd want to yes. uh, donate to the foundation. Yes, yes, yes. What do you suggest they? MatthewShepherd.org. Uh, they work tirelessly. They have so many programs. A lot of people say. Um, you know, what are they doing? And there's just lots of things that they do and that they work for. And, um, you know, the, the thing that people know is that Judy and Dennis are out there speaking about mm-hmm. tire, tirelessly. And it, 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 it's curious to people that they would still do it. But there's a reason that they still talk about their son is because there's still a lot of work to be done. And mm-hmm. for me, it's, you know, trying to combat things that are happening, whether it's in laws that are being passed that are very anti-LGBTQIA, or if it's just sort of like um, trying to have safe space in schools or whether it's mm-hmm. just telling their story so that people can identify that's part of it right is that if you are talking about it then it doesn't it's not something taboo it's not something that you don't know about you can't claim ignorance if you're hearing from a family that lost their son and that loved their son deeply then what's happening is you're you're also connecting right you're connecting the dots and then the story becomes real and then the people become real and then it all makes so much more sense to you and it seems it's so human when you put a face on everything you oh, know yeah. and so that's what they're doing so they have great programs they support other programs. They, they support so many things. So that's Matthew, MatthewShepard.org. And, Something good that yeah. came from the tragedy. Something right good. Yeah, a lot of work. Now you're re-recording this song. Yes. So, so the song has had a very interesting journey. So it was recorded, like I said, as a little independent single. We sold it out of the trunk of my car, and I make the joke all the time, but it's true. I used to say my distribution company was Honda Civic because that's where we sold it. It had no major <laughs> label behind it, but it's true. And um, we, you know, we we raised we raised a good amount of money for the foundation doing that, and then um, the song was turned into a choral piece. Kevin Robison did a gorgeous choral version of it for um, male voices, for female voices, and for mixed choirs. All and over the world, yes, right? Yes, it's been yeah, performed in all over oh, the world. And that's um, awesome. it's really neat. I'm doing a bunch of archiving now coming up on the 25 years. So, that's so I was cool. just looking at the program from Carnegie Hall when um, the Gay Men's Chorus of New York performed the song. And I got to go and sit in the opera box and watch them do the, do the song. It was pretty remarkable. And it's it's amazing to hear other voices sing those words. You know? I bet. But it's, very, it's also very obvious to me that I was thinking of other voices. Because when the narrative in the song and the lyrics was, you know, you walked in, um, you know, with 10,000 tongues to scream. And I've always felt that after that line, it's as if, you know, the, the, we're saying that it's for many, many people to sing this. This is the song of many, many people that feel, uh, you know, 
that they are not included, not loved in a certain way, not, you know, othered. I like the word othered because I think it really explains. Othered. Yes, othered. Wow. So, so, so when Kevin Robison, you know, created this beautiful choral piece, you know, that's when the, all the voices come in. And I've had the great pleasure of singing it with lots of choirs. And then these voices, the, those are the other voices singing, you know, that this is about love and forg- forgiveness and, and caring and, mm-hmm. and coming together and, and healing of a world, right? Okay, so... So that's had that um, that life, and then I, I recorded it again a few years later um, in New York City, and then I've done a live version of it. But if but if you think about it, at the time we didn't have like streaming services, so you no. literally had to go out and buy a CD, right? <laughs> you did. There's your CD, and you put it in, and you listen to it, and that's how we were able to raise money. And so when when it, it was uh, able to, when we were able to stream things, I would say no. I would say no a lot of times because my thought was, if I give the music away for free, no one's going to buy the single, and then the money won't go to the Matthew Shepard Foundation. Right. So, well, looking back all those years, I realized that if you go on Spotify right now. Maybe not now when this podcast, but as of today, October. Or go, um, Alexa, I right, won't say that. There is no, there is no uh, version of What Matters other than a live version that I have on a CD many, many years ago that was, God bless, recorded at a coffee house with a slightly out-of-tune piano. And it is a lovely version, and I love it, but I thought, okay, I... I think maybe it's time to revisit what matters. So what I did was I thought on it and I prayed on it and I said for the 25th anniversary, I'm going to do a new recording of what matters. So uh, I went into the studio here in Nashville, Tennessee at Omni Sound with some of my uh, uh, dear friends that had worked on some music with me before. Um, Some of my dearest friends and musicians played on the CD, did the musical track for uh, for the the song. I had an engineer that I love, Roy Rositas. I had Dean Miller helping me with it, gathering. I had Michael Spriggs as my MD. Um, And so then we, all loving, beautiful people that wanted to put forward this message and really believed in the project and were all heart-centered people there for the right reasons. And then I said, okay. So I sang the track and I I was thrilled with it. And I thought, you know what would be really neat? is if I could invite my friends to sing on it with me. <laughs> so I started making some calls, and boy, did I get some incredible people. Did you? I sure did. We have um, Eve and Kim, the beautiful oh. Three of Hearts, are singing on that track. I won't be able to say everyone that's on it. I know I'll forget mm. some people. But I was able to get Brian Ruby, who is uh, singing on the track with me. Yes, proud to be podcast. a bit. I know Neat that. Proud to be a baseball. Love him. Jason yep. and DeMarco, they're friends of mine, an incredible um, duo, singing duo, wonderful human beings. And then the list just goes on. There are artists, a couple artists from San Diego that have been singing the song with me for close to two decades. Um, Noah Heldman um, is participating. Noah's a wonderful guy. He's on there. We've got Dave Egger. Dave Egger doing some cello. We have Larry Mitchell phoning in his guitars from Australia. (laughs) I mean, next time Larry Mitchell's in town, we're going to put him him. on this podcast. Isn't he phenomenal? He's quite phenomenal and instrumental. He did the Grammy Award winner. Grammy Award winner, and he actually produced the second version of this song, which is very hard to find. But yes, yeah, Yeah. it's because there are versions out there. You know, I heard today. I Mm -hmm. I said. If I say it too loud, she'll start playing. Alexa, play right, right. music. And in like the third song in, uh, you're doing Amazing Grace. Yes, and it's a live version. That's what you're That's listening. the live That's version. That's the only streaming version. Isn't that and crazy? And it goes right into yes. 
Fantastic. Yes, yes. So wow. this new version is quite beautiful. The singers on it are lovely. It's just, and there's, I mean, there's, there's lots of people, lots of phenomenal people. Now on it's it. streaming out there right now. And no, it, no, it's not. It comes out it probably in about two weeks. So by the time this podcast is out, people okay. will be able to get it. Yeah, and it'll be on all the platforms. And it was just important to me because I know we can no longer have it be the same type of a, you know, like indie sort of CD that people are purchasing. But my my thought was that the place that we are in the world as, you know, a, a country, as humans, I just thought it was important to get the message back out there. And I thought, I what, way to, what better way yeah. to do it than by having a lot of my friends sing on it with me oh, and sort of move awesome. it forward. So it be that's so great. It should be beautiful. And it was people, yeah. it, it the, the people that are on it are people who have performed the song with me before. They were people who were, who have done it for special shows or special events and they're, their part in you know in putting that message forward i thought well come do it not just live with me but come do it in the studio with me i'm going to share that um a link please, to it on uh, our facebook yes, page so do. that people that can would listen be great too, that would okay? be great yes that's great and again if you'd like to uh, donate and help uh, the yeah. matthew shepherd foundation thanks so much for for please letting do. me come in today and talk about this it's really special amazing. and um and it's a part of my you know it's it's a part of my journey that that is very special to me and it's um it's been a you know, a, a blessing and a, and a labor of love uh, mm-hmm. meeting these remarkable people. All of them, everyone who works for the, works for the foundation has over the years many friends I've made, and and it's opened my eyes to a lot of things. It's really opened my eyes to the power of good, the power mm-hmm. of uh, one person. You know, really committing to something and changing something. You know, we all have the we all have things that we can do if we put ourselves out there, and um, if we all believe in things, and the power of community, and the power of using our voice and the power of music so it's been a it's been an important part of my journey and i just appreciate you asking me to come mm. over and, and you're a remarkable you person today. randy Driscoll. thank you so much for all you do you know in the past month or so on the show we've been talking about success and how you define success mm. and what success is for you and uh, if you've been listening you know we've been saying you know um don't don't judge yourself by other people's success. What does success mean to you? And are you, are you living it? Are you enjoying the journey toward that? Mm-hmm. And I think the whole story that we just heard defines success for you. Look at that. I mean, what mm-hmm. you've done, it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. You've got to be proud of that. You've got to feel successful. Very proud of it, and I'm, I'm very proud of the the people um, that I meet along the way. Like I said, you know, and mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm even more touched when someone like Dave Linehan wants to call <laughs> me up and talk about it. Really, truly, it's it's oh, appreciated. Very absolutely much. amazing story. Now you've had you had a record come out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off that topic for a little yeah. bit. You had a record come out, and I was at the CD release party. Yeah, it was at the Cambria. We had such a wonderful Cambria. time. We had a great time. There was cake. It was really there was fun. cake. We had cake, <laughs> and we were taking pictures. It was really fun. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was, really it was uh, uh, upside right. Which upside is your latest right. album, yes, right? It is. Yes, and it it's is. out there. It's still out there, and we're still. We just released a. Um, a lyric video that Calvin West um, did for me. We just released it, um, Sister Grief, in September. September. Oh, that's a, a great song. Yeah, it was. A, it felt like the right time to release it. Um, I I had released you know a project and not necessarily all of the singles. I'd done two singles before the year that mm-hmm. we stayed home, Happier in Heaven, yeah. and then the CD was released. And so then I released the Ballad of Bunny and Frog, and then I um, I waited a bit and I had this song, Sister Grief, which meant a great deal to me. Mm. And it's about the seven stages of grief. So I released yeah. the lyric um, the lyric video to that. And it was. It's it's really it's quite it's quite your, cool. I, I yeah. love their videos. I, I do too, and he did such a great job. He just captured it in like a moment. I didn't give him any direction. I just let him hear the song, and it's very wow. you know it's piano and cello, and um, there it was. And so so that's out right now, and um, and it's kind of interesting because. 
I released it in September because that um, was, you know, my mom's birthday was in September. My grandmother's birthday was in September. And they were two women that, uh, you know, I loved dearly and shaped everything about me. And um, the song is about grief and how it's really a nasty bugger. You know, Mm -hmm. grief is is tricky. It comes in. It woos you, it, you know, kisses you and tells you everything's fine and it gives you all these wonderful memories and then it slaps you in the face and yeah. it wakes you up and it's I'm really, fine, I'm fine, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. And so, sure I'm fine. Uh, so that's how I had this idea of writing the song. So now we got to hear it. Yeah. We got to hear it. Yeah. Should, okay. Should yeah. I play it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me, well, yeah. ha- let's see. No, yeah. Happy to. on your side. 
you've been had in sister grief. She's got this way of disguising herself, doesn't she? Yeah, making you believe everything's okay. Mm. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No. Thank you. <clears throat> Yeah, it's uh, that's exactly what she does. That's exactly what she does. <sighs> you want to share what grief you were going through at the time? Oh. Was, it, was it your mom? So yeah, it's crazy. So the, yes, and this idea that you're fine, yeah. and you feel like you're fine, and then all of a sudden it hits you, and you have a memory that mm-hmm. feels good. A lot of people have memories oh, yeah. and dreams, right, that come to you, yeah. and. In a dream, things seem okay. And it's really funny. So I released it in September, um, partially because it was my mom and my Nana's birthday. And, and I was very close to both of them. Yeah. Um, grandmother essentially raised me and my mom was, was there too. But we were we were just a close, strong women. Yeah. Um, and my dad was there too. But, um, <laughs> but what was really strange was I released it. And about a week later, my little... Um, my little fur baby passed away, which, you know, mm. if you've not loved an animal mm. um, and not had an animal that was your soul, mm-hmm. you know, a yep. person, fur thing, um, then you might not get this. But for those of us that do love our fur babies, like they're part yep. of our family, it was really it's crazy. And um, and I thought, you know, it really, it really, and then I was right back in that place of grief, right back where, mm. you know, you have moments where you're remembering happy things and it feels okay to think yeah. about it. But yeah. the next time you try to think about it, it just knocks you down. And I was yeah. really in the the bargaining stage um, for a long time I was really um, I was really in this place of like could I have done more and I think that we do that whether it's with a human loss whether it's with so. a um, you know or, and Agreed. not even just final loss but any kind of loss a mm-hmm. separation a relationship loss you go through the stages of you of you know is this um Something I could have changed the outcome of. Uh, then you're in denial. You're not believing it. Then you're very angry. I, mm-hmm. I, I've sat in anger over things for a long mm-hmm. time. You know, Me too. and so that was the idea behind that song. And amazing and, song, uh, amazing song. Yeah. I think I, it, now is a good time to tell the story how Nashville and, and I fell in love with Randy Driscoll. It was a a rainy night, and uh, it was in February. Yes. And um, there were these uh, songwriter rounds I used to go to every Sunday night. A little joint uh, called Betty Lou's, and um, it was so much fun. We had uh, hit writers that would come by, like uh, uh, Sam Tate and uh, mm-hmm. Keith Burns, who who was part of Trip, Trick Pony, mm-hmm. uh, and they just hang out. And we'd swap songs and we just have a blast. Yeah. And uh, they had an idea to do a contest, and this contest in February, of course, being around Valentine's Day, was a love song contest. Mm-hmm. So we were doing love songs. Mm-hmm. And out of the rain comes Randy Driscoll and her uh, husband, handsome guy <laughs> named Andrew. And uh, they come in. And very nice. We talked for a little while. And she signs up to play. She's got her piano out in the car. And she brings it in. And she's like, my mom's name was Betty Lou. Yeah. yeah. And, but I don't really have a love song. But I do have this song that's really, I guess it is kind of a love song. <laughs> exactly. What you, you tell the story better than I do. That is... That is exactly what happened, yeah. She gets up there, and on this album, Right Side Up, this song is on here. An amazing video, too. And it, it, it's it's just an amazing story. Or is it? Is it on? It is. It is on. Okay, it is. It, it is. was the first single, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And she sings this song, 
and you could hear a pin drop. And not only that, you can hear people's jaws drop because it's an amazing song. Happy Hour in Heaven. I'm not crying from my mother's loss because she's with my dad now and they're celebrating at this honky tonk in heaven and they're singing and they're dancing and we're all like, oh no, we're holding each other and we're crying. Uh, and you won hands down and uh, and it's never been the same this town since that day. Aww, you're very sweet. Yeah, that was, that was a crazy, crazy thing. I could not believe that there was a bar named Betty Lou's. Betty Lou's. I could not believe we could get a sitter that night. I could not believe how it was raining. <laughs> Andrew and I went out and we it just really were going to go for a drink. We didn't exactly know. I knew it was a writer's I knew it was a writer's night and yeah. I knew that they did that there, but I wasn't sure what we were walking into and I certainly didn't know that it was a contest. I don't and <sighs> and Will walking around and and Will Dakota. <laughs> right, with the thing and we he was done signing up and I he said I'm about to I said are you doing the signups and he said yeah and I said oh, Maybe we'll, maybe I'll sign up. He said, okay, well, I'm closing it right now. I'll put you down. And then I said, all right, I'm going to play piano. And he comes back over and he goes, oh, yeah, but we don't have a piano here. <laughs> I looked around. I'm like, no, no kidding. No, it's a very small space, you know. And we always, like like you saw today, we always have the keyboard in the always, car. So yeah, I was like, okay, oh, we have one. Yeah. And I did get up there and I didn't know it was going to sort of play out that way. But it just standing on that stage in that moment, mm-hmm. I thought there is no better place to sing this no. song than Betty Lou's. And, oh, my. And the rest is history. And then you know that we and went back. you talking about Angels, we, man? Let oh, me tell God, you. no. No, yeah. this is what I'm telling you today yeah. is that mm-hmm. I truly believe that that it is all that there's somebody else orchestrating all of it you know i have deep faith and i, I truly believe that and i pray on all these things and I, I do believe that and uh and so i i remember singing the song and what's crazy about it is i met so many people that i love that evening that have become friends yeah. lifelong friends and you're one of them i mean we developed a friendship that night and that yeah. and here we are you know years later and um you you know the story too that when we decided to record the film the the video mm-hmm. you we filmed that video for happy hour in heaven at, at Betty, Betty Lou's. and do you remember the strange coincidence about the date we filmed it on was it the day it was the day she it was my mom's birthday. Your mom's birthday. That's right. Which was a complete coincidence. September twenty second. We didn't mean How for it to be. About that. But I flew out my dear friend Ryan Forbes to direct the film, and I and knew I knew I wanted it, the video to be Ryan because I just knew that he would do it correctly. He would light it correctly, and he knew my mom really well. So uh. I okay, thought this is going to be. He loved Betty Lou. Okay, so I bring him, and we're looking at him. He's very very busy, and he's all over the world doing different shoots. And so he just said, "Listen, if you want it done, the only weekend I can do it is this weekend." And I said, you, you, you understand that that's Betty Lou's birthday, but so okay, so we did, and so we filmed it. Yeah, it was. See? Yeah, it was really. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. How I'd Good forgotten heaven. that yeah. on her birthday. Yeah. I encourage you to listen to that song. Find that video; it's absolutely incredible. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Uh, Happy hour in heaven, Randy Driscoll. But I, before we go, I know you've been running a lot of new good music because every now and then at Cambria, and I try not to miss those. I, I love know. them twice it's a month. So wonderful. Uh, you'll 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 you know you'll uh, march out a new song and you'll just play and we're like. <gasps> New Randy Driscoll. So play us something new to take us out. And, and thank you so much for coming over on such short notice and, and being a part of this podcast again. You're pretty wonderful. Okay, let me see what I can come on up with here. Yeah, I put you on the spot. I always no, I do love that. It. That's I the love thing it. I love to do on this show. <laughs> I'm really. Okay. <laughs> Randy Driscoll, our guest. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. By the way, if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. That helps us. And uh, we're approaching, you know what? We were over 400,000 streams now. So by the time this publishes, we're probably around 450,000 streams yeah. go- going toward that half a million. And that's all thanks to you. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, I'm so. going to do a, a brand new song. I mean, it's real new, so here we go, right on this podcast. Here. All right. Um, I had a, a, a friend tell me that they were feeling uh, very unlovable. Um, oh. And I thought, that's a, that's a, you know, we talk about love. You, you know that. We writers yeah. sing about love. We're always talking about love. And I thought, that's a, that's a heartbreaking place to be. Um, and I wouldn't want anyone to, to feel that way. Um, and uh, no matter what, I feel like all of us are loved. I feel like all of us are um, capable of being loved, whether we know we're being loved or not, whether we're being loved by someone here or someone on another plane. So.
Randy Driscoll. Randy, thank you again. And much success this weekend. Your big show in New York City for the Matthew Shepard Foundation. Thank you so much. Thanks for all thank you do. Thank you, friend. It was so great to catch up. <laughs> love you. See we you love soon. you, too. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.